Great. So our gospel today, uh, where was it was actually the gospel of yesterday, the Sunday's gospel as well. The, the Sunday gospel was slightly longer, where Jesus said to one man, follow me. And he said, uh, let me go and bury my father first. Uh, another man says, I will follow you. So there's both situations where someone comes to Jesus saying, I will follow you. And Jesus calling someone, asking him to follow him. And then the, the replies are, I need to do something else first. Now, uh, we just have to keep in mind here, uh, when... Uh, it says here, sir, let me go and bury my father first. Jesus replied, follow me and leave the dead to bury their dead. He's not being disrespectful here. Or uh, One explanation which I heard, which I, I find uh, quite credible, is that the, it's quite likely that that person's father hadn't died yet. Because if the, as I say, if the person's father had died, then the burials would have taken place very, very quickly, within two or three days. So follow me now or follow me on Wednesday. What's the difference? There's no, no big deal. Like... Uh, whereas if my father is aged, he's, you know, he's, he's ill but not sick, then I could be waiting years before, before he passes. So I don't think the Lord is saying, <clears throat> you know, ignore your father or, or that sort of thing. But he's saying that if you have a call, if you have something to do, if you have a vocation to fulfill, do it now. Do it, do it when you're called. Do it at the time you're called to do it. Uh, because... <clears throat> because time passes. Time passes quickly. This is um, uh, the theme of today's readings. It's, uh, it's quite a, a striking theme, almost literally. Uh, so these aren't, look, it's scripture, so it's not, they're not the nicest words. But, so this is, we say at the end, the word of the Lord. But listen to these words. See, I am going to crush you to the ground as a threshing sled crushes when clogged by straw, if you've ever seen a threshing sled, I mean, it, it, it has to beat the, the, the barley or the wheat to bits to knock off all the heads and separate out the, the chaff and the corn. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a violent process, like. Uh, flight will not save even the swift. The strong man will find his strength useless. The mighty man will be powerless to save himself. The bowman will not stand his ground. The fast runner will not escape. The horseman will not save himself. The bravest warriors will run away naked that day. It is the Lord who speaks. What are we talking about? We're talking about death. That's what we're talking about. You can't outrun it. You can't outflex it. You can't buy your way out of it. There is nothing you can do to avoid it. Right? That's why the psalm then moves on. Mark this, you who never think of God. <laughs> Right? Mark this, you who never think of God. Y'all gonna die. You're gonna die. We're not here forever. We're not here forever. And that's, I think, a very helpful thought. We shouldn't dwell on it too much. Uh, but it is helpful to know that we're not here forever. And even like they used to greet each other, they must have been the most unmourning people in the world ever. I think it was they were Cistercians. We used to greet each other with memento mori, Remember death, remember death, morning, remember death, Mor remember death, Liam, remember you're going to die. It's not really the best way to greet anyone in the corridor first thing in the morning. Now, at late at night, that's the great, uh, great when you see them in the, in the half light, remember death. That's the time to say it. Uh, yeah, when you're playing murder in the dark in our house. But, um, but the point is, like, it's actually a good realization to have that we're not here forever. We just have to be careful how we react to that. Because 
I think there are, there are a number of possible reactions. Let's just, let's just look at two. If you're going to die anyway, that might lead you to think, well, then nothing really matters. No matter what I do, I can try and help Liam today, but in 30, 40, 50 years' time, he's going to be dead anyway. Why bother? These homeless people, poor people, sick people on the streets, yeah, we can try and help them, but ultimately they're going to die anyway. You know, why be a surgeon? Okay, I, 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 I save the person today, and then in 30 years' time they're going to die anyway. So why bother? Why try? Why try? Why even, why go to any effort at all if you're going to die and they're going to die and we're all going to die? So that's this kind of fatalist view of, of, of death. But you see, for us, and this is like essential to, to, to Christian understanding of, of the human person, is that we don't believe life ends with death. Our life continues just somewhere else. We are effectively immortal. We are immortal. We have a beginning, but we have no end. Right? God has no beginning or no end. We have a beginning, but we have no end. So when we die, we continue to live just not on earth. Our soul is pure spirit. Our soul doesn't die. When our soul leaves our body, our body dies. But our soul, which is us, the, it's the life force of the body, the, the form of the body, <clears throat> that con- that's my personality. It's me. It's just not here anymore. It's somewhere else. Now, where that somewhere is, that depends on me. That depends on my choice. Where do you want to be? Do I want to be with God or do I not? So, for me... The thing to be afraid of <clears throat> isn't death at all. I think death isn't anything to be afraid of. I think wasting our life, that's something to be afraid of. Because death, death can come quite quickly, can come quite, quite swiftly. Uh, it might be, a, a, unfortunately, a kind of a lengthy process. You know, when people, people get, get terminal illnesses and it's, it, can be, it can be a very slow process, which is, is very hard for them and for, for, their, for their loved ones. But death will come. Death will come, even in those circumstances. Whereas a wasted life, if I waste my life, I can't undo that. Every day is a gift. And every day I get 24 hours to do something good. And this was our theme, actually, the homily on, on, on the 1st of January this year, that time ill-spent is wasted forever. Time ill-spent is actually lost forever, is is, is the quotation. Time ill-spent is lost forever. If I don't use today, I don't get it back. Now, I I have tomorrow, hopefully, but one day there will be no tomorrow. So the thing to be afraid of isn't death. The thing to be afraid of is wasting your life, wasting today. That's what we should be afraid of. Today is the, actually the anniversary of my ordination. Uh, So I was ordained 13 years ago today. Uh, in St. Mary Maders in Rome. It was blisteringly hot. And uh, my goal or my, my challenge isn't so much uh, you know, to kind of prepare for my death or that. My goal, my priesthood, is that I live each day of my priesthood well. That I live for others. That I live for God. That I live to serve. Don't waste a day of it because I won't get a single day of it back. A time will come when I will not be here anymore. Chances are 45-ish years I have. I'm probably halfway through checking out, I'd say, in or around. Um, 
And then that's it. That's me gone from the earth. That's it. That's my influence here done. So I don't have much time. 45 years goes pretty quickly. So that's, if I will, if, if, if we have to be afraid of anything, that's what we, should, what we should be afraid of. Not living life well. I don't, I don't really understand people being afraid of death. But we should be far more afraid, afraid, if you will, of not living life well. Because I don't get eternity to, to do good here. That's each day I have now. And then my time will be up. And there's a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, a priest friend of mine, whose father is dying at the moment. And uh, we're, we're childhood friends, like, so I know, I know his father since I was knee high. Uh, he was always a big man, a vet, very smart, very capable, a uh, strong man. Uh, when we were kids especially, he looked massive, just looked huge. Uh, I'm taller than him now. <laughs> but when you're, when you're a child, you just look like this wardrobe of a man. And he's in bed now dying, probably over the next couple of days. And it was very interesting, because uh, do you know the way, I'm not sure, maybe you've had more experience at this kind of thing than, than me, but what do you say to a dying person? What do you say? So they're, they're, they're there on the bed, especially as a priest, they expect you to say something really wise. <laughs> so... He's there lying on the bed, and I walk over, and I said, I said Dan, do you want me to pray with you? And he said, sure. <clears throat> so we prayed. You know, as, he, as I was praying for him, I was also praying a kind of a sly prayer to the Holy Spirit as well, that I'd know what to say. And then I said, Dan, you have, you've lived a good life, which he has. He's lived a life with the Lord, honestly. And he's also had the last couple of months to prepare for his death with his family around him and a son who's a priest, so he's, able to, he's been able to go to confession and receive the last rites and have multiple masses celebrated in his room. And I said, you leave a good legacy. Five children, they're good people. A son who's a priest who's working hard. A, a doting wife and your grandchildren around you. You, you leave a good legacy. You've lived life well. And now, you're aiming for heaven. Where, to be honest, you've been aiming your whole life. You're ready to go. This will, will come for each one of us, you know. It's, it's, it's a startling reality, but, but something that's good to remember. Our lives should be filled with love until the day we leave earth and then we learn, we see love face to face. We see the love of God in, in, in person in a way that we can only imagine this side of eternity. So love is not a lie. Oh, what's, that, what's that? There's a quotation here that, that someone says, love is a lie and then you die or something like that. Okay, completely disagree with that one. Uh, love is not a lie because love is God and God is truth. So there you go. So our lives should be filled with love. Our lives should be filled with love. Every day we love. Every day we pour the little love we have mixed with the divine love of God and we give everything we have every day. And then, yes, we die in order to be filled for all eternity with God himself, to be taken into his divine nature. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing transition, you know, from this life to eternal life. 
but we are immortal. So we ask the Lord today to take away any, any fear of death that any of us may have and to give us a, a healthy understanding of the value of today, the value of my life today and the limited time I have today to do love, to, sorry, to do good, to love, to elevate the other, to make the other feel loved and know that they're loved. Because time ill-spent is lost forever. For our destiny, our calling, is to spend eternity with God, who is love. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to thank you all so much for joining us for uh, the various homilies on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else uh, you watched or listened to us here in Holy Family. It's a great privilege to be able to uh, reach uh, so many people from our humble little chapel here in Waterford. Uh, We'd like to announce, though, a a way that maybe you can help us. Uh, We've noticed over the last couple of years the great need for youth ministry and men's ministry in this country. And rather than just cursing the darkness, we want to light a candle. Uh, Like Holy Family was just so providential in the way the Lord set it up, Uh, we really feel called to set up something uh, to deal with the issue of men's ministry and youth ministry here in this country. So many men who finish with various prayer groups or youth initiatives, and then in their mid-20s, 30s, there's nothing for them or there's very little for them or there are little pockets of youth ministry around the country but they're relatively small so what if we could bring them all together what if there was a place where there could be monthly men's ministry that men from all around the country could come and learn how to be men of faith learn how to be fathers of faith uh, learn how to to uh, to live in this fairly complicated world uh, as men who follow the lord so we'd greatly greatly appreciate uh, your help in making the vision that we have for men's ministry in this country a real uh, a reality. So we bought a six acres of the forest up behind the house here and we hope to build, we have plans to build a fairly large uh, centre uh, which we are intensively calling uh, Domus Patris at the moment, the house of the father. Uh, so we're building that uh, with the help of God soon. We've had the preliminary uh, meetings with the local council and that. So uh, we just have to fundraise. Now we just have to fundraise for it. So if you would like to help us, we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of it. If you haven't got the, the, the financial means, please, please pray for us. All the help that we can get from your, your good selves is necessary and greatly appreciated. Uh, so if you wanted to, to donate, you can go to holyfamilymission.ie and there's a donate tab there, a little donate button, and we'd be greatly, greatly appreciative of anything that you can give towards uh, this, this wonderful initiative, which we know will bear great fruit. So thank you so much in advance for all of your help, and God bless you.